0: It's time for the Supercoach Professionals Roundtable Podcast, and here's your hosts Paulie G, Ryan MS, Peter Hanscom and Andrew Muldog Mulinaroli.
1: Sure is another week of the Supercoach Professionals Roundtable Podcast. I am Paul Grzeszczak, your host, with you for another week. Joining us back on deck, Andrew Mulinaroli. How are you, mate?
0: Good, mate. Yeah, it's a good time to be talking uh, Supercoach and Rugby League. Good Origin, time of the season. Origin just around the corner too. Game two, we'll uh, probably give our predictions
1: right at the end of the game. But still a lot of Supercoach stuff to talk about as well. Peter Hanscom joining us as usual. How are you, mate?
2: Yeah, good. Thanks, guys. It's uh, yeah, our Origin's fast approaching, so yeah, it should be a crack of a game out there tomorrow night. And, yeah, Supercoach holding up as well this time of the year. Some
1: massive, massive scores this round just gone. We'll get to that in a moment. No Ryan MS this week. Um, as we, I think we alluded to last week, he's got a week off. But uh, also no Pat Lyons um, from Cujibur Health and Injury Care. But we still do the injury report on his behalf. He has sent through some information. And uh, the big one, really, uh, guys, is Sam Burgess, who was a late withdrawal last round. Now, he's saying he should be right, When it comes around to round 17, of course, south have got the buy this round um, with the glute injury. He said, it's disappointing. I've just got a little strain in my glute. I've never had a strain before. It's a strange feeling. I did it at training last Tuesday. I tried to run Thursday and had no chance, really. I should be back after the buy for sure. I was pushing for Friday, but I had no power. But Pat says, look, glute strains are tough to get over. There's no power or leg drive probably three to four weeks out. Andrew, we know how... Sam Burgess. I mean, we saw him in the grand final a few years ago with the you know fractured cheekbone playing on. We know he's pretty tough. Um, that's a bit of a damning assessment from Pat, but maybe he, he beats it because he is Sam Burgess.
0: Yeah, it is. A, it's a funny one. Those lower or the leg injuries, they're, they're they're a bit harder to play on. They can't just you know needle them up and and play on because you know that's obviously where he gets all his power from. But um, he's he's a tough bugger and. and I guess the buyer came at the right time for him, um, so you know he can rest up and, and, and nurse his injury. I mean, I'm going to still hold on to him just because Sam Burgess, and I'm trying to, you know, I don't want to get rid of the gun. It's not, so it's not I, a good time to be playing around with trades, is it? You really got exactly right. to exactly right. So I, I, I don't think it's worth the risk no. at the moment to, to get rid of him.
1: Just hoping. I mean, round 17. Look, if he if he pulls out, you probably got enough guys to cover but it's round 18. You really want him back. That was a big blow, losing him uh, last round, despite the fact a lot of other guys do did well. A couple of guys, Pete gone for the season, Bo Scott from Parramatta and Kaysa Pritchard. A few guys would have owned Pritchard from the start of the year, kept them for this um, buy period, but it but it kind of worked in, in reverse on uh, Sunday when he went off early, But it, and it looked really, really bad, Pat saying, um, it's going to be a really long rehab, a horrible-looking injury. LCL and PCL it could be over 12 months.
2: Yeah, I was out at that game, and, yeah, it was not a very nice sight to see the young fella like that. He's had a fair few injuries, um, mm. and, yeah, it's disappointing. You know, like, you know, from his point of view and super-coach point of view, is a bloke that, you know, he's not Cameron Smith-type class in either sphere, but, um, you know, he's getting... There and his minutes are, you know, pretty. He's playing a decent lot of minutes each week, and you know, as Parramatta, he's not going to get selected for origin, so he's a good one to, to have there to cover you through the ball. But uh, yeah, let's hope he all comes back bigger and better next year and, uh, and recovers well. Um, sounds like yeah, poor old Parramatta are very full in the rehab area, unfortunately
1: base, Scott, you're yeah, out with a ruptured um, tendon, um, a bicep tendon. Um, probably looking at guys like Canned Woods and Tepon Rowe, probably not really now because the buyers are coming for Parramatta um, but whether they benefit from Scott you know, for daily league games you might have an, eye, have, a, have an eye on but certainly at the moment you're trying to shed Parramatta players rather than pick them up at this time of year even if their name is the one and only Clint Gutherson. He's just been unreal. Um Finally, look, Joe, Joe Greenwood, not really um, a physio question, but he suffered a, a, a fourth concussion for the year. So this is pretty bad. And um, Neil Henry said, look, it's a, the, the cheekbone's sore, but hopefully there's not a fracture there. We'll go through the protocol, protocol. He has been named on the bench this round, which we'll go through the teams a bit later. Um, Greenwood's been one of... Gold Coast best over the last uh, month or so and if you've got our app and been reading the previews and recaps you may have even been clever enough to have brought him in um, over the last few weeks because he certainly has been putting up some good numbers but it looks like um, that um, little run may have come to an end and that is the, the uh, injury report for Coogee Health and Injury Care um, the reason why Pat's not with us tonight is working back late so um, you know t- that's not, that's a good sign, and, and if you've got not only a sporting injury but you know back or neck pain, go, go and um, see them If you live in the Sydney area, um, could you be health and injury care? Follow the links from our web page www dot com, and you can get twenty percent off your first visit. You can give them a call to their Sydney number oh two nine double six five nine double six seven. Let's move on, guys, to what we learned for this round. And I guess we'll start with Friday night. Angus Crichton living up to uh, the tag that, um, you know, the last couple of years. I mean, he's been playing great anyway, for the last few weeks, but that was outrageous. Um, just a beast. I'm wondering if he's our New South Wales long term answer to Cohen Hess. He certainly has a bit of that about him. Um, speaking of beasts, Jason Tamalolo on the Saturday night game. I know the Cowboys didn't win, but he was outstanding. Maybe you were lucky enough to put the captain's tag on him if you didn't put a VC on Crichton, that is. Um, the left-side defence of West Tigers is extremely poor, even if your name is Edric Lee or Kurt Capewell, who we like on this show. It certainly didn't predict 156 from Capewell. Um, it's probably as much to do with the very, very poor defence of the Tigers' left side. Um, so you can keep targeting that and as the... Uh, games go on this season and Clint Gutherson just continuing to shine Andrew I mean it's one of those guys that probably a lot of us myself included sort of looked at and thought well it won't continue particularly when he got moved around positions but um, he just has and fullback it's almost the best position for him of all.
0: Yeah I mean it's hard to get a read on him because he's been moved around a bit but everywhere he goes he's been scoring and and, you know we were targeting Eels players early on in the year and, you know, looking for a half. And most people, you know, went straight to Corey Norman after yeah. he, you know, kicked Manly to death in the first <laughs> first round. So, um, yeah, he's just been surprising, but not surprising because he's such a good footballer. So, um, yeah, good on him. And, and I think I've missed the boat on him, if I'm honest. I, I was a lot like you, just waiting for his bubble to burst. But, no, he's been really good. And, i yeah, a bit disappointed in didn't pick him up two buys in the next four games
1: makes most parameter guys uh, avoidable. Some of them you're holding until round 18 is done. Um, some of them, like um, if you were like me, it had had Matangi from the start, well, he's been waiting for this opportunity to, <laughs> to move on. Um, let's move on ourselves to the keepers to own. Look, interesting topic um, at this time of year. I think we're really looking now at finalising our, our teams I think every trade you're bringing in you're thinking either they've got to make you a, a, a lot of money or they're part of your home your final team lineup. so we figured we'd look at some names and just look at those big upside um, amounts and, and you can judge it with Jordan Rapana I mean a lot of you have got him in already anyone that doesn't has to get him in he's predicted to score 789 over the remainder of, of the rounds he does have one buy left but interestingly enough, Pete, a guy that's not far behind him, and, and he does play in round 18 and, and Rapana doesn't, so he's got the extra game on Rapana, but as Josh Mann saw 785 points. The Panthers have been on fire on of late. He's back from injury, looking the goods. Um, could be a guy that you look to bring in, if not this week, but certainly um, before round 18 where Pen- Penrith do play.
2: He's become a bit the forgotten man this year, Josh Mansour. Uh, like last year, he had a great season, played Origin. So I recall, went on the end of the year tour over there, then hurt himself. And then this year, it's taken a long time for him to come back, and Penrith just didn't look any good. And you're thinking, oh, geez, I like, keep players like Moylan and so on. But now, now they're just, uh, that game against the Warriors a number of weeks ago, they you know, ran them down, and scored like four or five tries in the second half. Ever since then, it's just been bang, bang, bang. And yeah, Mansour. Was being part of that as well, and he's he's been, as you say, in great form uh, since he's come back, and and very good value. You would think that Rapana's very expensive, so Mansour's is a bit cheaper than he is. So, um, yeah, he could uh, he could be definitely also an alternative to Rapana. If you can get if you can't afford Rapana, then you yeah, definitely you go with Mansour.
1: Will be interesting to see with Mansour, of course, because um, he should go down a little bit in cost as well. So maybe you're just holding off one more week and seeing if you can get him for, you know, a little bit cheaper. Uh, Another guy, Andrew, is Tommy Truborovic, of course, who's recently back from injury also. Not due to do as high as Mansour, but still 7.26, playing all the way through and less unlikely selection for Origin 3, but we'd say that that's not very likely. And, uh, you know, he's got that incredible upside as well.
0: Yeah, he's you know one game back from from injury against the Knights, and it was a heavy track, so it was a bit bit um bit of a, a false economy really with the way he he went. I mean, he still p- scored pretty well, but uh, yeah, the the buy would probably do him good as well. So he's you know coming back into he's got a tough game against the Sharks this weekend, so he might not go as well. So he's, his price might drop a little bit. He's at four eighty nine. At the moment, so yeah, he might he might come down just a little bit as well. But yeah, I think he's one that you need to target towards the end of the season, especially with Manly making yeah, a run it, for a top four spot. Even with the predicted score of sixty four, decent prediction considering, like you said, it
1: is at Sharks. He's due to lose thirty two thousand this round, and then after the Warriors, he could drop down a further um, thirty thousand with a score of fifty nine predicted. So you can see that if you really took a chance to hold off a couple of rounds and get him in before round 18. You could get him at a very juicy price. He should bounce um, back up. But that's mainly just that three-round average. One of those big scores um, is going to tick off there, and that's going to make him lose lose some money and therefore be a bit more affordable. Uh, Let's look at the halves now. And Sean Johnson, the biggest um, one there, 699, his prediction. If you compare him to that man, Clint Gutherson, We just talked about, admittedly, again, Gutherson, two buys, but 6.09. So 90-point swing to Sean Johnson and a bit higher there than Jonathan Thurston at 6.48, both of them missing round 18. But Thurston also, you know, he's had some injury clouds, Pete, and, of course, he'll be coming off origin. Whether he plays every single one of those games as well is going to be a question mark.
2: Absolutely. That is the big question with Thurston. I've never seen a season where he's, he's had injury problems really. I guess it's just part of the ageing process and it, it just throws another question into into the mix with him. I reckon though um, I think we've alluded to before that he will attempt to play every game if he's a bit, you know, he's going to have a rough time probably tomorrow night I think but and they've only got a three day um, he's got less than three days before he plays on, uh, on Saturday in North Queensland but that's going to be a tough game for the Cowboys against Penrith so I think he'll be a raring to go short of him, touch wood breaking break, doing a major injury. But I think he'll, he'll attempt to play every round. Um, so, yeah, I, he's, he's Jonathan Thurston, so I can't doubt him.
1: And looking at the forwards, uh, Andrew Fafita, he's... Um a guy that you might want to bring in post-origin, predicted to score 634.5. Josh Maguire, another one who's been good, predicted to score um, 630 overall. Compare that to Paul Gallen, uh, who's going to obviously... Um, well, yeah, and he misses round 18 as well, so the same um, length of games, 762. So quite a drop there for those two, Andrew. But a couple that look OK is Josh Papali, 665, and Simon Mannering six sixty eight maybe they're two guys that aren't as premier but uh, might end up doing a bit better
0: oh well, yeah mannering you know what you're going to get don't you? he's uh, you know he's going he's going play a lot of minutes do a lot of tackles and and make some hit ups and maybe even jag the odd try so yeah he's, he's you know he's the staple of um, Coach and papali he's the same you know sitting on that edge. If Canberra get their groove, you know he can do do a lot of damage. So I, I like I like any Canberra player they're big and that they they do like the, I like their their attacking stats. Um, they haven't really, like I said, hit their groove this year. But I, I think I think they have to, well they have to. So they um yeah I, I think they'll start hitting it soon. I see guys coming off Origin and usually
1: you know increasing their level. Of performance. Um, one guy who hasn't been playing Origin. We saw this happen last year with Trent Merrin, um, but he will play around 18, and he's total 643, so he's another guy that you might look at as a keeper. And finally, Martin Tapau will be an interesting one. Some guys will already be bringing him in. 772, the prediction. Uh, Andrew, a little bit of a trap,
0: perhaps, but he can't argue what he's been doing of late. Yeah, I was surprised. His, his average is up, up around the 70s. So, I mean, you can't argue with those stats. I mean, they don't have a tough run in, but they don't have an easy run in either. I think they play the Tigers twice. So, I mean, he's potentially going to get a couple of decent scores there. Um, so, yeah, and, and no more buys for for him either. So, And obviously in no origin. So he's he's worth looking at. I, I was surprised when I when I did a bit of research on him that he's, his average is is really quite high his points per minutes up over uh, uh one as well, so I mean, if he can play a few more minutes, maybe his impact goes down a bit, but now that miles isn 't there, but i don 't see it. I, I think he's, he's he's looking pretty good yeah. Mm. A few guys to think about there, and of course you can always
1: tweet us. Um, I know we've got some coming up. We're going to talk about a few more players and a couple we've already mentioned in those tweets later at SuperCoach Pros. Let's move on to the team changes now. Start with the Friday night's games: New Zealand v the Bulldogs. Solomon Carter is out. They've given compassionate leave, unfortunately, and our, and our condolences go out to the Carter family with his older brother. Passing away suddenly. So therefore, um, Nickel Klockstad getting another opportunity. Most of you would have moved on already, like myself. But he's back in this week with David Fusatua going to the centres. Um, Blake Atwood will move from the right to the left to accommodate Fusatua at right centre. Hingano also off the bench. Nathaniel Roach returns. Josh Reynolds is back for the Bulldogs. I know he was named last week, but he um, or oh, two weeks ago, he didn't play. Um, probably um, pretty sure to play this time round, Matt Frawley going to the bench. The Tigers v the Gold Coast back uh, for West Tigers are those New South Wales players, James Tedesco and Aaron Woods, which means Kevin Naguama goes to the wing. No, Malakai Wateni Zelezniak, um, which is perhaps not that surprising, despite his good supercage score on the weekend. He was pretty poor defensively, so uh, not that surprising. You can move on from him as soon as this week. Tim Grant also out. Jacob Little and Matt Micklerick swap positions, so Little getting the start there. That's an interesting look, particularly in if you play daily leagues, Jared Hayne back at fullback for the Gold Coast. Anthony Don, Will Zillman are the, are the new wingers. Tyrone Roberts um, is back from injury at 5'8. Max King will move into the middle third with Jared Wallace, with Chris McQueen at left edge, and Nathan Peets at hooker. Olive, John Olive, Pat Politone, Joe Greenwood are all onto the bench. There are um, a few guys out Nathaniel Petteru and Leverhai Pulu. Um, also making way there, as is um, Patrice Sammy. Uh, the Cowboys feed the Penrith Panthers. This should be a good game of footy, um, especially with these origin guys back for North Queensland, Thurston, Morgan, Cooper and Hess. So Kane Leonard goes back to his usual left centre role. No, Javid Bowen, Kyle Labert, Ly- um, Ray Thompson and Ben Spina. Penrith unchanged from two weeks ago. Uh, the Raiders feed the Broncos. Um, the Raiders get back. Shannon Boyd at prop lake. Luke Bateman goes to the bench. Royce Hunt's out. Benji Marshall is the new 5'8th. And Ben Hunt comes back onto the bench with Anthony Milford out. Meanwhile, Sam Thyder has been named in the starting lineup as we've seen in uh, recent weeks. Alex Glenn will come off the bench. That could change, of course, on game day. Follow us on Twitter at SupercoachPros to see all the tweets um, with the one hour before kickoff for the final team lineups, of course. Uh, the Roosters, Vita Storm, this is another good game of footy shaping up over at Adelaide Oval as well. Daniel Tupou on the wing, Mitchell, uh, Latrell Mitchell moving back into the centres, Mitchell Orbison moving back into the second row. Boyd Cordner returns um, provisionally, of course, because we do have Origin tomorrow. Um, Aiden Guerra, Ryan Madison on the bench, Tetevano and Evans are out. Um, and Melbourne, well, Slater, Chambers, Cronk, Glasby and Cameron Smith or Bank back. Munster to 5'8", Nelson Asafa salomono and Curtis Scott onto the bench. Slade Griffin, Brandon Smith, uh, Brodie Croft and Dean Britt all out. Although they have been named in an extended reserves. Pete, this is an interesting one because um, Scott was outstanding last week. He's a potential cheapie to bring in, but you know now he might not really... Coming off the bench, might not get the points. Although, don't be surprised if he actually does start and Tottenham Pia plays off the bench. And then, of course, there's the Brandon Smith um, conundrum because he's due to make motza in his third game, if he um, is a late call up at the expense of potentially Cameron Smith.
2: Yeah, well, it just goes to show you've got to watch the Origin close tomorrow night and um, and get our app and, and keep an eye on it because um, you're going to get all the information updated there. It's um, you know we've seen Melbourne play around a little bit this year the game against Cronulla in. In Sydney, Cooper Cronk didn't play the game against Newcastle. In Melbourne, Cameron Smith didn't play. Um, so both through the origin period. So you you just don't know what's going to happen there. As I said, there could be injuries as well. Um, yeah, Curtis Scott's been very impressive. Like, the, where I don't know who's doing the recruitment for Melbourne, but geez, they're good. Um, where these young blokes come from, like Brandon Smith, as you say, is due to go up. Um, Brady Croft, I'd like to see more of him play, he's very very good also, and yeah, Curtis Scott, has said he's been it has been great, so yeah, it's keep an eye on, on what's happening there because um, you've got you know, several coming back in there from Origin, be interesting.
1: I'm interested in um, holding back a trade this round, and because um, I've got Jaden Brayley and the Sharks played the last round, last game in the round, so I'm going to be holding off and only using one trade um, before the round starts. And then um, if Brandon Smith's the late call-up, I'm going to bring him into my bench. don't have a lot of trades to work with, but I've got just enough that I might still be able to use that as a money earner. Or if it doesn't work out that way, he can always sit on my um, bench in those last rounds as a a non-playing reserve. St. George, Illawarra versus the Knights. Uh, Josh Dugan is uh, back at fullback, which moves Nightingale to of the wing and no Khalifa, Fifi, lower. Um, Tyson Frazel has been named in the 22-man squad with you and Aitken, Will Matthews and Matt Dufty. Um, we saw last time Frizzell ended up playing, even though he wasn't named in the 17 post-origin. The Knights are unchanged from two weeks ago and the final game of the round should be another good one, Cronulla v Manly. We've got a lot of players returning for Cronulla, Valentine Holmes, Jack Bird, James Maloney, um, Wade Graham-Andrew for feeder. So Jerry Beal moves back to his usual wing spot. Jason Bakuya, Kurt Capewell go to the bench. Capewell earning a bench spot after that big performance over the likes of Jeremy Lattimore and Sam Takatizi and Joseph Pullo, who all go on to an extended bench with um, New Brown and Edric Lee. Meanwhile, just the one change for Manly. Darcy Lussick returns, so Jackson Hastings misses out. And uh, looking at the best players for the round, well, James Tedesco. I mean, we saw it again, Andrew, on the weekend. The Titans, after two of Shek suddenly, you know, broke his slump against the Gold Coast. This time it was Cody Walker's turn. So, you know, Tedesco could well make it three from three. He's
0: he's due to score over a hundred. Yeah, and and you know, you saw him perform when he came back from origin the first time you know he's he's all class and like I said last time I think Laurie Daly likes to put a an emphasis on on performing for your club after the origin and you know depending on how the blues go you know he could be coming back from a high you know from from a series win or he could be coming back from you know wanting to prove himself because they lost so I think it's a pretty safe bet that Tedesco is going to go pretty large this week
1: other guys to do well from that same game. ESAN Masters potentially, um, who's been very good lately. So even if you're not starting him, you hope. Hopefully, you've got him in your life somewhere, and he's making some money for you. Gareth up Well, he's been pretty poor the last two weeks, Pete. If you like me, and only just brought him in, you you just scratch. You, you really like scratching the head out. It just happened. But he's playing against the Knights this week. Surely he comes good.
2: The Knights haven't been too bad though. Like as Andrew will attest, they only just got rolled by Manly a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Never in doubt, must mate. Improve. <laughs> 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 yes, um, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where yeah, Witterp hasn't been good the last couple of weeks. I don't know whether he's fully over his injury or now that he's got his contract signed, he's you know I don't know. No, I won't say that. But um, he's up against the Knights, so you would expect him to go all right. But geez, I, I don't know. I'd be—it's a concern. They—they they should be. They should be better, particularly with um, you know Frizzell back. He makes a big difference to the team, I think, and Dugan. So I think you just stick with him for another week there. And they—they yeah, they should. You know, if they're serious, they should put the night. They should put the nights away at Cogger someday. Sunday.
1: They. Those guys, like you mentioned, Dugan and also Tim Laffay, also predicted to do very well. We've seen some outside backs doing extremely well against Newcastle over the course of the year. But it will be in- interesting, I guess. Um, it's the Alex McGinnon Cup as well, I believe. So maybe the Knights have got something extra to... To play for in that one. Speaking of um, Knights players, right up there in the predictions is Nathan Ross, because we have seen left-wingers do extremely well against St. George all year long, and the Ross dog could be a good daily league option for you. Jason Tomalolo is definitely a captain's choice. Not a big um, upgrade against Penrith, but he's just been scoring at such a high level that, um, and, and you know, that, that can be enough. Um, Vice-captain loophole, well, Sean Johnson's right up there as well against the Bulldogs, uh, a nice uptick there. And you've got guys like Cameron Munster, Jonathan Thurston as well, who have a lot of upside. And then you've got the the regulars that you're going to be wanting to to get in there, Simon Mannering, Paul Gallen, um, Paul Vaughan. These guys are also safe options. Cameron Smith, although Smith does get a downgrade, so maybe you're not making him captain this round. All of those... um, Predictions are brought to you by our app, of course, uh, where we have all the the predictors on there, Um, not just for Supercoach or not just for the round, but we've got price rises and falls as well. We've got the money ball side of it with the all-important H value that's very common in the American sports, um, where where it sort of balances out costing as to um, likelihood of, of a high performance and really... Figures out for you, you know the ideal players to have, um, but it's not all that's on the app, is it, Andrew? We've got you know the blogs there, the previews and recaps are important to to read those, and of course all the this podcast and the Twitter and Facebook information too.
0: Yeah, it's a super super coach uh, super coach dream. Our, our app get, go get in there, you can get lost for hours. It's um, I tell you what, my wife hates it, but I love it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you're a money ball player, you, you, your wife wouldn't hate it if you're coming home with uh, flowers and chocolates every week after another victory. Or so. <laughs> oh, I'm going to the movies. i got another tickets to gold class, honey. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm doing the... Um, savings for the end of year trip thanks to the uh, to the app so go get it if you haven't already it's well worth it looking ahead to round 17 um, Dragons be the Titans Panthers be the Rabbitohs and Seagulls be the Warriors will be our big watchers there and um, finally in regards to the app we should also mention um, that also rate us for the app and for this iTunes podcast because it helps us see you write a review and that um, it just bumps us up there on the iTunes and the um, i the the Apple iStore as well and you can find it all the links to both um, the App Store or if you've got an Android the Google Play Store at our website www.supercoachpros.com follow the links there and get our app Let's move on to the tweets now. And Gav asks, Semi to Nofa or Gordon? Good, bad or sideways? Well, Semi, of course, with a couple of buys still coming up, he does play in round 18, but he's been a bit disappointing. He only predicted to score 450 for the remainder of the season, while Gordon is up there at 619, although he does play in round 18. And Nofa Lima, who doesn't play in round 18, pretty score 671 total, Pete. Um... You know, they're the predictions, but on the field, what do you make of it? And also, how critical is it to save the trades and have guys available in round 18?
2: Absolutely. it's uh, a good point. I think he's making a good decision. I think I'd let Rad Radra go, as you said. Like, as we said earlier in the show, Parramatta have got two buys coming up. Um, he's been... Like, I saw him score uh, three tries against the Dragons earlier this year, and then the next week, he was absolutely awful against the Titans. Um, so yeah i think he's, he's picking the right time to let road Radra go between Nofaluma and and michael gordon it's a tough one um yeah i like the the idea of preparation for round 18 so therefore and that's what it comes down to for me i'm thinking michael gordon and, and we're sort of thinking too that you know with the tigers down the bottom of the ladder they, they form is potentially going to slip away, and I think he could be affected. I think he's had a great year, no paluma, and he, he puts his heart in every time, but I think his points could be affected with a bit of chopping and changing, and maybe some people at the tide are starting to clock off. So I would be 50-50 call, but I think I'd be going with Michael Gordon.
1: Yeah, it's, t- it's a tough call this early. We've got Tommy well, which you may already own, Gav, but um, it is interesting in regards to know for Luma some good matchups coming up and I don't know if I agree with you that the Tigers are going to clock off because generally what you see at this time of year is that the teams that have been going poorly like the Knights and the Tigers this year they can sometimes go on a nice run right at the end um, because they've had their dip in the middle where some of the other teams like maybe the Titans for example who have been or South's the Bulldogs who, have, who haven't really been there but mathematically are still there when they finally do drop out that's when you really see the guys that are carrying, been carrying injuries Well, they think, well, there's no point, I'll I'll miss the last month of the season, we're done now. Um, so I don't mind Nofaluma. I mean, Gordon, as long as the Roosters are putting up points, he's kicking goals. It's a pretty safe bet. He does yeah. play in round 18. Um, but personally, I've already jumped on the note for Luma bandwagon, so I'm kind of stuck with him now because I don't want to waste too many more trades. And so I'll be hoping that some of his upside outdoes gordon's reliability but it's a it, it's a good one and 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 it's not we don't really like sideways at this time of year but semi has been a bit of a dud uh, and unless you're really looking at that round 18 um game or if you've got someone else to get rid of i, I own semi and i'm still holding him for round 18 but purely because i'm getting rid of with Zalesniak instead i don't think he'll play again this year he was um too ordinary in defence for Ivan Cleary to, to pick him, I, I think. Uh, so he's the one I'm moving on this week, and I'll worry about Sami Radra post uh, round 18. But he's not, a, unfortunately, didn't work out as a keeper. Um, Josh asks Hey guys, thoughts on Tapau v. Mannering? Well, we've talked about both those guys um, earlier, um, Andrew. 772 for Tapau compared to 668 for Mannering, although Mannering playing one less game, so their averages are fairly similar.
0: You know, if you can, both, I think. Yeah, it's it is a it's a tricky one, but I think, like I was saying before, I think Tapau's ceiling might be a bit higher, but Mannering, you know what you're going to get. I mean, safe as houses. I did- yeah, he's safe. He's, he's going to yeah. score you points and, you know, every now and then jag your try, but every now and then Tapao's going to go nuts. I think he's, like I said, he's, he's got a, not a hard, but not an easy run in. He's done with his buys. So, and he's averaging around the 70s. That's not a five or three round average. That's for the season. So that's, that's nothing to sneeze at. So I'm probably leaning towards Tapau just because of his, the ceiling he's got at the moment. Speaking of Tapau, Greg
1: Thompson also asking um, thoughts on, um, BJ and Maguire to Tapau and the Mansource. Um, I'm a fan of uh, Josh Maguire as a potential keeper, but when we put the numbers through earlier, we saw 6.30 compared to Tapau's 7.72, and, and, and that might balance back out. Tapao hasn't got quite the same amount of games under his belt this year. But um, Leilua, he's only predicted to get 4.79, and Mansour, we said earlier, you know, in the high 700s. So that that seems easier, Pete. Um, but do you do you risk a potential uh, yeah, long term keeper, a stud in Maguire, um, getting rid of him to make this work, particularly if both Mansor and Tapau will potentially come down over the next couple of weeks?
2: Yeah, it's your question, isn't it? It depends on what your what your strategy is. Someone like Maguire, as you said, he's a he is a start to it's a bit like what Andrew said with the with um, players a moment ago, is that it's a it's a real start against someone who could who could go you know, get a much higher score, but also then a much lower score. I, I think with that one, I'd, I'd definitely be, um, I think I'd definitely be sticking with uh, with Josh Maguire.
1: Interesting. If you wait another week or two, maybe you can get rid of someone other than Maguire and still get to power and uh, Mansour in there. And I should mention Leilua as a break-even, I think, of eight this week. So if you if you've kept him already and he's going to play, I think you keep him this round and, and Get a bit of money back for him. He's been a bit of a disappointment. So get that money. A um, couple of ones I should link in together, Andrew, is Madam um, Robertson asking Kiri to Cleary sideways, and Justin Janenga wants to know Cleary or Moylan.
0: Ooh, tricky one. Um, that's a good question. I like I like Cleary over Kiri. Just the fact that he's scoring uh, kicking goals. Um, Moylan's really coming to his own that. at 5'8", hasn't he? So, <clears throat> again, I think I'm leaning a bit more towards uh, Cleary just because of his, his um, goal-kicking, just the the steadiness that he, and the, the consistency he's got. I mean, if you can get Moylan in as well, that, that'd that be good, but because, yeah, our, our halves stock's a bit low this year. It hasn't been great, so if you can get both in, but I, I think I'm leaning towards Cleary.
1: Yeah, I've already gone for Matt Moylan. He was a trade I made last week. I took advantage of the four trades and did a bit of swapping around and got Moylan in there even though he wasn't playing. Um, I know he's very expensive, but he's predicted to score 786. And we talked about keepers earlier and probably neglected to mention him. We probably should have. Um, Ivan Cleary, uh, sorry, Nathan Cleary, 671. That's very respectable, but Moylan's upside since moving to 5'8 for mine um, is just through the roof. And the other thing we should mention with... um, Cleary's actually moved to right half, and when he first came into the top grade, uh, I think Peter Wallace was was still there, and he was playing on the on on the on the other side, and 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 they ended up moving on, you know, and Wallace went to Hooker, and I think I think it was actually Jamie Soward they moved him on because they really wanted to get Cleary on the left, and that Soward was only comfortable playing on the left. So it's interesting that. Now that Moylan's moved into the halves, Cleary's had to move. And I know he's got a bit more experience under his belt now, but I do think that he doesn't have as much upside on the right because he's not as used to playing there. Um, definitely move on. A move from Luke Cleary's a way to go. What we saw um, when Mitchell Pearce was out, is Cleary's very reliant on Pearce to get his supercoach points. So not a lot of upside um, to Luke Keary playing on his own. A lot of upside to the Panthers at the moment, either or both. Cleary and Moylan, I think, is the way to go. Justin Janenga, Moylan first, in my humble opinion. Andrew says Cleary first, but by round 18, maybe you, you've got them both in. Finally, Pat asks, top six CTWs, is LaFi worth the cash? Predicted to get 740 overall with round 18 buy included pretty high but remember some of that is him kicking goals in the past so he may not do that I, I mean Andrew I know we said that the tape isn't lying but with guys like Tapau and Gufferson are we believing it with Lafay as well or is it just too risky particularly with up inside him being so up and down
0: Yeah I'm not sold on on, on um, Lafay. I mean he has done awfully well and you know, he was kicking goals when um Widop wasn't there or, or if Dugan wasn't kicking, so but I just I know, I just I can't trust him, you know, like I know they are playing the Knights this weekend, but the knights aren't you know, they're not that bad anymore at, like supercoach coach wise, you know, like you can't just bank on on people scoring big points against Newcastle nowadays. So yeah, I, I'm not I'm not sold on Laffa. I think there are there are better options out there. Um and especially, you know, I mean, they've probably got a decent run in, too. If but you, yeah, I, I just no, I just don't trust him. I like. If I you think bring your in, if you're bringing
1: him in, you're probably bringing him in for the long haul. So is that the guy you want in your lineup when you're in your Super Coach finals and you're looking at the other guy and he's got Tommy T, Josh Mansour, you know, Jordan Munster Parner or something like that? Yeah, Cameron exactly. And you've yeah, got I just, I don't think Laffey. it's
0: his, Yeah, he, you know, you need to the Supercoach... Um, Reputation. I just don't think he's got one. I, I, I just don't think he's got the uh, the the just the base stats to become a huge risk stud. It's a huge risk.
1: All right, that about does it. Do you have a uh, have
0: a tip for Origin? Oh look, I felt so bad that I, I uh, bloody picked the Queenslanders last last uh, time around, but. <laughs> They've, they've got a better team this time round, but the way the Blues play, their, their interchange is so good. Just the way their, their bench rotation works, I don't think Queensland can match them. I don't think they've got as many X-Factors as we do. I think, yeah, I think New South Wales can get the job done and, yeah, go 2-0 up. And we'll be putting up, if possible,
1: on our app, a little Moneyball Origin um, tipping as well for you for this round for those subscribers to our app. Uh, That does it. Thank you, Andrew. Um, We'll talk to you again next week. Thanks, Pete, as well. And, of course, Ryan, not with us this week, but we'll be back on board next week. I am Paulie G. Paul Grisadka. That is the end of the Supercatch Professionals Roundtable podcast for another week. Enjoy Origin tomorrow, and uh, we'll speak to you next week. Bye for now.